0: Welcome to Pop Apologist. Chandler, so great to be with you this morning. Wonderful to be gathered here with you as well. What is going on with you this week? Um, I'm getting ready to go to Blackberry Farms, which I'm very excited about. I was actually not going to go on this trip due to some financial reasons, but God shined down on me and I'm now able to go. I'm so excited, you guys! If anyone has been there when you're listening to this episode, DM us. Let us know if you have any tips, things we shouldn't miss out on. Okay. Um, can, do you want to hear about my day yesterday? I, do, I mean, didn't we already catch up? Didn't we hear about? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I do. I do. Tell me about um, it. So, so super thrilling. Kagan and I had to go get background checks because we're like, it's just for uh, like a like, tax. Thing we're applying for some legal so, issues. You guys are we're set- in like some type of hot water. Se- <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we're setting up some businesses, um, which is okay. actually sounds even fishier. That sounds even worse. You should not be speaking about this on the air. We're setting up some business. Okay, Jen Shaw so we're setting up some shell companies um yeah, and so literally, are you ac- <laughs> this is actually what this sounds this sounds like no i'm just i am setting up a puerto rican entity so that i can take advantage of the tax benefits here okay it's fully legal okay. something wrong with talking yeah. about this yeah okay okay it's fully above board but to do it you have to get a federal background check so anyway, um, we drive to go get a background check and of course I'd put the address in Apple maps. Okay. I did not go on Google earth to make sure that the address was going to take us to the place that we th- thought we were going to. So anyway, we're driving just like, like, address or something? In? have you ever put an address in to Apple maps and then gotten to the, gotten there and it's not the place and you put it in Google maps and you're like 20 yeah, minutes I, away from where you need to be. I feel like I typically look at the photo of the business like of yeah like the earth oh view. gosh you sound just like Kagan you got you sound just oh, like okay him. so you oh wow okay so you do go in all around view. you Yeah, when <laughs> I, I just if, if it's if I'm going somewhere rural especially like you know I'm gonna check I to live make in sure the there's city, a brick bitch. and mortar store this is store. not rural I'm just this is, I don't I'm not, I don't live sure. in farmland which is I'm I actually don't know that. why in I, fact, I yearn for it I actually don't know why a background check office would also be in rural farmland, but proceed. Anyways. <laughs> Chandler just assumes I'm driving through the middle of fucking nowhere. I'm like, if you're driving um, through the jungle, you should check to make sure there's a storefront. <laughs> so first, um, I take us 15 minutes out of the way to somewhere completely random. We're in like a residential yeah. neighborhood. And Kagan is very irritated because we're very low on gas as well and we're running late. Mm. So this is, this is excellent. This is just okay. like a, a, this is just a picture of domestic life, right? Right. 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 That's What I want to a paint for, everyone. for bliss. So I put it in Google maps. So sorry. We're actually 20 minutes away from where we need to be. So we hightail it to the other place. Um, we get our background checks done. It was so strange. We got out of the car and there was like a, a fast food place next door. And this was like a sure. very middle, this really was like a sh- little strip mall, um, from hell and kind of in the boonies. Okay. So, um, anyway, this lady walks out of the fast food place and is like, are you here for the background check? And Whoa, we're like, yeah. Okay. And she's like, okay, follow me. And so she unlocks Stop. the background check office. And I guess the fast food people own the background check office. Stop. I don't know. <laughs> it was very, it was very odd. <laughs> Wow. I, I love a, uh, a, yeah. A multifunctioning fast food establishment. Yeah. It was kind of like one of those like gas stations you go on that go in that has like a, like a Jack in the box and a Baskin mm-hmm. Robbins together. Mm-hmm. That's really right, what this right. was like. That's great. One stop so shop. We went, we got our background check, whatever. Um, we leave. What did they ask you? No, they just take your fingerprints. Um, okay. And anyway, any urine samples um, or any DNA samples or anything like that? No, 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 nothing exciting um, like that. Just some fingerprints and Mm -hmm. give them $200. So then we proceed. We have to go to get some food and then we're going to drop off Kagan's car. So we decide to get a healthy meal at Wendy's. um, And she will never change her. That's my girl. Yeah. I mean,. Let me just say there are, there were limited options where we were, and mm-hmm. you, no one can deny the deliciousness of a frosty, of a spicy chicken sandwich, of some delicious fries. So, yeah. so anyway, this is this is like the most anticlimactic story, but I'm going to like, tell are, it anyways because you know. Are, did, what, did you this? stop at a gas station? I feel like that I'm getting teed up for something, and I would just like to ask a, a question right now. Did you stop at a gas station? Was there a gas station at this background check? Fast we food did joint? get we did get gas. In okay. route to the Wendy's. okay um okay. we proceed to we were in line at Wendy's and Kagan is like real hangry at this point right okay. we okay. were running late yada 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 so we're in line and this story is like a road to nowhere just okay. wait for the punchline and you're just, just gonna be like sandwich. womp womp <laughs> exactly <laughs> Anyway, long story short, I just want to paint for everyone the picture of domestic bliss I'm currently living in. We go to order. Kagan orders his meal. I get to the end of my meal, what I order. And I say, I get a kid's frosty. And then I turn to Kagan and I said, do you want any of the frosty? If you do, I'll yeah. get a small. He kind of yeah. like, he's like, I don't care. So then I'm like, just answer the question. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, all right, we'll do a small frosty. And then I, right. I know we have no food in the home. So I say, I turn to Kagan and I say, should I get us like a a couple chilies to take to go? And then we can like put those in the fridge for later. This is is literally your version of meal prep.
1: This is you (laughs) meal prepping
0: right now is ordering some additional chilies at Wendy's for you to just pack away in the fridge for easy grab and go lunch. (laughs) Listen, we have no food. We have tuna in a can. We have whole wheat bread. We have peanut butter. We have coffee. That is it in our home. (laughs) Um, I knew he would be hungry in like six hours. Sure. And he looks at me and he says, just order, (laughs) just finish (laughs) your, just order. That's what he says. He's like fuming that I've asked him a second question. I mean, I also would be annoyed. Okay, go ahead. I'm just trying to think of him. It wasn't even for me. So I turned to the lady, I turned to the Wendy's lady and I said, I'm done. (laughs) Oh, so said, now she's involved. Now she, she has to deal with this. <laughs> I say, that's it. I finished my order. And I oh my huff my way out of the Wendy's and go sit on the fucking sidewalk outside. Seriously, because you're so and the mad. Because I'm so irritated that I was trying to right, think of him. Right, and right, he right. got all pissy with me. Right. So anyway, I'm sitting on the hot asphalt outside this, this Wendy's in Puerto Rico. And I just thought the honeymoon's over, bitch. Okay. We're not on Guana Island anymore. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm. The, 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 this is marriage. This is domestic life. We're going to go drop off yeah. Kagan's car. We're going to go yeah. home to a house with no food. And this is just my everyday life now. Right. Um, and so that's that's you guys, it's a dry I'm- news week. That's the story I have for you <laughs> this week. First of all, let me just say, I'm so sorry your marriage is hitting the skids. So soon after posting all those gorgeous wedding photos. I'm truly so sorry. That's such a bad luck. Um you won't find any of this on Instagram, absolutely. <laughs> Marriage is hard. I can't wait for that Instagram post, you know. This this is the oh, hardest gosh. thing I've ever had to do. Um <laughs> wow. Um you know, I think I also would be insulted if I were Kagan and I and you know, the idea of a few Wendy's chilies, you know, in the fridge um was a substitute for fresh groceries. And you know, I I just think you can do better. As a wife, okay. Let's move on from this story. It was we don't need to belabor a mediocre tale. Yeah, we absolutely don't need to belabor a mediocre tale. (laughs) Um, I want you to know that I also had to get a background check for my job, and I was very nervous about it. I was very, very nervous that something was going to show up. Now, that's something I don't. I don't think I've really ever committed a crime. Um, but I was very Mm. like stressed that that wasn't going to go through. There's going to be like, you know, some type of faulty situation that I had. Something on your record you didn't know about. Yeah. Some, I don't know why it's stress. Like I remember sweating it and being like, it was like, could parking tickets add up? Like, I do know that the, you know, the BYU parking enforcement threw the book at me. Like, you know, could I get in trouble anyways? Right. So I've been through that as well. Um, there was one time when I was, when I was living in when I was going to be you, mom was like, Did you get in a car accident? She called me. She was like, You're I keep getting letters from like the yeah. LEPD that you got in this car accident and like you need to show up for trial or like you need to like pay or oh. something. Like we kept getting these letters. Yeah. And anyway, I was just like, Mom, I wasn't even in town on this date. Like I was living right, in right. Utah. So we just kind of yeah. ignored them. I think it was like a giant scam. I need to look up what the scam really. is. Yeah, I think it was a scam because we literally ignored them and they're, it's not on my record that I was ever on yeah. this car. So I've gotten multiple background checks since then. So anyway. There's, there's something about like the police department sending you a letter to try to get you like to to move to action or something. I don't know. I just feel like, well, wouldn't the police just like show up at your house? Um, yeah, there's something extra fishy about it for sure. I I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like I have a strong fear of going to prison one day. Mm really well speaking of you know jen shaw checked in um to the yeah. facility which i actually She's... was surprised at there was there was some rumors on went? the street she wasn't gonna go yeah um, yeah. No. That she wasn't but gonna I check mean, herself in the sentence is what how many are six years 16 the sentence is six years six and a half years What well, yeah kind of pop yeah. culture reporter are you chandler six and a half years. i don't know i like i've forgotten about jen shaw um, which has been a blessing. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I, you know, we talked about this already. It's long. That's not eternal. That's true. It's not 10 years. It's not 20 years. Yeah. Um. We There was some rumor, and I wasn't going to say it on the podcast because it was just so kind of gruesome, but there was rumors before she went in that she was not, she was going to decide to to end things on her own terms, um, Mm -hmm. instead of going to prison, but she did turn herself in. She got a tattoo of her son's name and Sharif's name. Do you think this marriage will last through the prison term Chandler? I think so. I really think so. I feel like really. Yeah. I just, I don't know why I just feel, I see Jen and Sharif lasting coach. I just think that like, I mean, I say this knock on wood. I hope I never go to prison, but I just think that like, if you go to prison, you can't expect your spouse to wait for you and to like pause their life. Yeah. I mean, they do have two kids. Six and a half years is a really long time. If you went to prison, you would say to Kagan, you can do what you want. Yeah. If I went to prison for six and a half years, I would just be like, go have a great time go get a girl would go you ex- get, like i would get a divorce i would Yeah, so i would just be like i just wouldn't want, you would, would be like the to marriage is over him. yeah i would want to spare him like the pain of having to be married to someone in prison like i just i don't know i just would think like first wow. of all if i went to prison i would feel like that would be a betrayal of him because i clearly done something what if it was what if it was for this car accident you know that you were in in la that you know you completely forgot about what if you have an uh, again, amnesia or something I, I don't know. I have like I have this feeling where like if something, I just don't want to be a burden on anyone ever. And so like if I hmm. if something really bad happened to me medically, if like a lot of things happened, I wouldn't. I don't think I would want someone to be like my become my caretaker in perpetuity, or to this is so dark. Um, I just I just I would be like go be free, go live your life. That's interesting because I definitely feel like you are a you know present day burden. Um, so. <laughs> Oh, really, I mean, I'm just just already saying, a you know, burden. if there's ever a crisis in real time,
1: <laughs> Chana, you know, you I was do. trying
0: to get this man chilly, okay, so that he could eat when he was hungry in saying, a couple hours. How is that a burden? That's an asset, <laughs> a burden to me. You're a burden to me in the best way. Well, <laughs> I'm trying, I, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, I hear, here's what I say I think. If you're going to prison, maybe it's like you know what we can have an open marriage while we're in prison. It's really so, like it's really when prison is over that my question is, you know, do you just now not want to be with that person anymore? Like, are you gonna have your own adventures in prison, sexually? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, in, in this alternate reality, in this, gosh, you guys, we have nothing to discuss this week. Can you tell? <laughs> um, I know. I don't. I think if I went to prison. I probably would enter a life of celibacy. I don't think I would want to get it on in prison. Oh my I'm gosh. not into You women. would not. I don't think I you absolutely would. Think you would. might do that for the first six months. You think and I'm going to get on with some you know, chick? I think you, think you think I'm going to go full lesbo? Absolutely. Oh, I no. Um, it's not in literally the, the. Okay. What? Okay. Nothing. Nothing. I love how you, A, think I'm going to make cake and stay with me while I become a lesbian in prison. That's what, <laughs> to you, feels like no, totally I understandable. No, just, I just think... He- Honestly, my perspective would be like, okay, let's just, you know, let's have it be an open marriage until this is over. Let's both do what we need to do to get by. So you think your marriage is over? Yeah. I think anyone goes to prison, like the marriage is over for sure. Um. Okay. Prison girlfriends and and prison wives, prison husbands and boyfriends write in. Let us know what you think. I mean, let me know if I want to know what people think. Am I totally off base here? But it just seems to me that like, I guess they have kids together. So that makes sense if you're really like thinking in long term, but especially a sentence over like three years or four years. It's that's a long time. It is a long time. It also depends on the crime you go to prison for. If it's like, if it's anything truly awful, like you're not going to want to be with that person anyways, because you're going to found out they were a terrible person. But yeah, I don't know. I just think, I think there's more to it. So you want Ben to just like stick by your side? No, I think I literally, what I said is I think, I think he would be committed to me, but also we could have an open marriage during the time. But what if he falls in love with someone else during the openness, during the open time? He won't. Wow. The delusion she lives with. She lives under. <laughs> okay. Um, now that we've covered that important ground, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Um, so let's talk about this we've season. Got, How are you feeling yeah. about it? I am really enjoying it. I'm absolutely enjoying it. I, we have, we've gotten two episodes by the time, you know, this comes out, maybe three, I guess, but we've only seen the first two. Um, I think what is really interesting about this cast is that they're all clearly not super rich still to this mm. day. And that is something that I kind of love. Like when, you know, when It's Haiti, actually deeply we, unsettling. It's, it's like, like, it's a little bit unsettling, but it's also like, it's, this is why I love Vanderpump is because- clearly like it's, it's not like we're seeing real housewives of Beverly Hills or something. It's, it's still a little bit gritty and that's what I like about it. Okay. I just feel like I want to look Do up you agree? followers. Ka- yes. When I like, saw Katie Maloney, Katie's apartment, in that tiny apartment with the 90s that grand, apartment, I just thought, how uh, far have we fallen? No, how, I, it's like, how much has inflation created an economic uphill battle for us all that Katie Maloney, Okay, with, let's see how many, let's see how many Instagram followers she has. She has 1.2 million Instagram followers. Mm -hmm. She can't fucking afford a waterfall island. Are you kidding me?
1: Um, This is dark
0: times where you have an island with like the, where the marble or the granite or whatever goes down to the floor. You know, it's not to my taste, but um, <laughs> I just, it was, it honestly, it was giving no, it, like season one vibes yes. and it just didn't make any sense to me. It was understanding a season one apartment. influencer economics, understanding yes, how yes. much money you can make by simply having that kind of following. I could not fathom. I would like conditions. to see economists of our day studying the cast of Vanderpump Rules to see what the past 10 years, you know have the money have mismanagement. to us. yeah and also the economics of raquel having james pay for everything when james was basically barely even working at sir I, um so he didn't I, really have a job i don't seem hawking I'm, much on instagram i'm telling myself that they are all just in deep with american express and that they all had no <laughs> choice but to be on this season to try to you know get out from you know the red and yeah i mean even um like Schwartz and Sandy talking about how they have just no money with the bar and everything. I just, I mean, I know COVID. Well, they hit. put a million dollars into it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and and honestly, most of the cast is still dressing pretty poorly. Like no one this has really leveled happened, up, is what I should say. Yes, I agree, and I know people are going to call this sexist and ageist and super offensive, but Katie Maloney in those high top Converse, girl, it's time to enter your thirties aesthetic. I completely agree. Katie has never had good style. Uh, it's hard because I I want an extreme makeover Katie Maloney edition to happen, but because she you is know, no one has she's come into she's, and has she's had stunning a deep glow up. Yeah, she's she's she looks amazing. She looks better than But her than style, ever. her style is terrible. And it's always been terrible. It's always been wrap shawls, high tops. (laughs) I've been known to sport a high top, but it's always like a a bare leg and a high top. If if God came down to earth and said Lauren Bledsoe, Lauren Atkinson now, Lauren Atkinson, do you have what is your one wish for this world mm-hmm. i would say get that mm-hmm. fucking paw tattoo off katie maloney's arm i know, arms. I know. it just says so many bad things about humanity that that woman chose to permanently inscribe herself with that uh well, i don't even know with like that an animal. Co- it's insignia. multicolored too it's i feel like there's like blue and yellow in it it's like it's an eyesore frankly um it's an eyesore okay. let's talk about randall and lala though and the casting so, couch Thank you for bringing this up. Um, I personally find Lala to be straining much of my credulity these mm. days. Um, I I find her her being like, it's so bad. It's so embarrassing. Everything that's coming out about him. And then the LA Times article. It's so horrible. And it's like, well, if it was really that horrible and you hated it so much, why are you bringing it up on camera? Like, okay. I actually think she yes. loves I'll all the f- negative stuff coming out about, coming out about him la la loves to be like self-righteous i think and to be like i'm this yeah. person who's so principled i would never accept this i would never blah 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 and i i think shorts said this or sorry no i think sandoval said this still love sandoval so much he goes Ugh. literally like you got a range rover for a sex act like what did you expect right. like I you mean, had and, and then she flat yeah, she bragged about it. She she literally bragged about having this type of sugar daddy relationship with him at, early on. And mm-hmm. she kind of ate it up and loved it. And and so then to have her be, you know, in so much shock and, and hurt over this, like, uh, I mean, maybe she did think that he was reformed and that, you know, she was the last one he wanted to be with, but you know, it's just like it's it's a little bit hard to feel bad for her, knowing that she kind of went into this like knowing who he was and the type of guy that he was. Yeah, I think that if she said, "Hey, it didn't start under good circumstances, and I should have known what goes around and comes mm-hmm. around," that doesn't make it hurt any less. And I am a human being. I think she would get a lot more sympathy. Right. But I think it's just like the total victim mode that just makes people, like turns people off. And it's a little bit like Meghan Markle. It's like people aren't going to believe that you're a total victim. Like, you know, have some accountability for something that you've done. Um, Yeah. And so I think that that's the major problem with Lala. Also, can we also talk about... I'm sorry, and again, this could be another anti-woman comment. But here I here I go. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't want to hear about their sex lives. I don't want to hear Lala talking in cross terms about getting oh, action, sure. and that's not the word yeah. she uses. I don't want yeah. to hear Katie discussing how much sex she's having. I just find yeah. it to be unseemly. I find it to be uncouth. I find it to be unbecoming in the words of our father. Let's just say whenever I hear whenever I hear them talking in this way it makes me want to get rebaptized in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints <laughs> and just get my ass in a church pew. In a pew. Okay. Yeah. In a pew with a modest think, cap sleeve. Sure, sure. It makes me want to start the st- sex negative movement. It makes me want to be the ringleader. And I'm glad I'm in teal today because it is very appropriate for my comments. You? Um, what do you mean? You're, you've all, you're already like starting the sex <laughs> negative movement. It's funny. It's Actually, that's hilarious for someone who was in a like string bikini her entire wedding weekend. Basically, you know, dancing all over. I'm just saying... It's just there's Body a little bit of both things happening. Sex positivity are not the same thing. I'm, um I'm, I'm sorry. There were there was some gyrating. Okay, let's move on, <laughs> Let's move on. See, this let's is it. On. This is this is when as, this is when the conversation ends. Okay, no, I have another Vanderpump Rules thing as to talk As Dr. Laura, Laura says, says, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, mm. I got excited thinking about can i talk to you about a product that you love that courtney loves and that i love please early bird cbd gummies are so phenomenal everyone they are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of thc and 12.5 milligrams of cbd so this concoction it gives you the warmest gooeyest feeling they have the magic formula i love the watermelon flavor that's my favorite I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, (laughs) these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com, use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off earlybirdcbd.com. Pop Apologist 20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. I want to talk about the fact that we are, still, we are still seeing Peter in this show. And Peter is somehow the only man you know that that Raquel is going to encounter at these parties, who so she's going to have this romp with, at least you know, in the first first couple episodes. And I, there's nothing darker to me than seeing Peter still actually working and managing these restaurants. And I, it's just, I don't know, maybe doesn't it make you feel like they're they're scraping for the bottle bottom of the barrel? I mean, Raquel sure is. I, when he is like so into her and he's like, I'm desperate to get you those nachos. It is just, it is, it is giving like the worst male energy. I feel like it is just anyone who has been pursued heavily by someone who is potentially just like, a, not in their league. It is so awkward and one of the most mm-hmm. cr- excruciating It's experiences. literally what it is. And you can just yeah. feel her cringing so yeah. much the entire time. Right, right. Oh, how you also do you want to know what the tell is that she is not interested in Peter? Yeah. Um and it's not actually into him. It's when she allows herself to start crying during their lunch date about the fact that she's become too old for pageants. Um and <laughs> that her ex, she misses when her ex-boyfriend paid for her life. So bleak. Talk about Raquel and Schwartz. Oh yeah. You're into it. I don't have, I'm more right. neutral right now. Here's the thing about Schwartz. I think he's kind of a beta male and I think that Sure. I think that Raquel is a beta female and I think they're kind of perfect for each other in that way. Like they're both just kind of like nice, tepid people. And so I'm interested to see just in, as a social experiment, how this goes. Yeah. Let's talk about MGK machine gun kelly and megan fox let me start by saying these are the celebrities that i care the least about that being said it's a slow news week so lauren and i have no choice but to talk about them um about a week and a half ago megan deleted all the (laughs) photos of mgk from her instagram um machine gun kelly is who i'm referring to another person i literally didn't know existed until like a year ago So she deletes all the photos and then she posts, you know, a photo, a sexy mirror selfie in the bathroom. And I think the caption was, oh, it it was a line from, um, oh, it's, it's Beyonce. It's like, you can, you can smell the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. Yes, 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 yes. Which was, um, a move. Um, anyways, you know, we could, I could talk forever about posting cryptic instagram captions that are song lyrics but i'm gonna spare everyone that so she does that and the internet goes wild people are like he cheated on her they've broken up you know it's done and this is also a couple who were posting you know extremely sexual courtney you know Courtney kardashian travis barker level posts about each other and their sexual chemistry and how much they were you know meant for each other right right yes so (laughs) then on february 19th she posts a classic notes app declaration, right? This is the new version of, I think, a public statement. It is just to post a (laughs) screenshot of a note that you've written in your phone. Right. Um, Right. And I'll read this to you, Lauren. Okay. You ready? She says, there has been no third party interference in this relationship of any kind. That includes, but is not limited to, it's very legal terminology, that includes, but is not limited to actual humans, DMs, AI bots, or succubus demons. While I do hate to rob you of running random baseless news stories that would have been much more accurately written by GP, you need to let this story die and leave all of these innocent people alone now. <sighs> Because it was rumored that he was with the drummer in his band. I yeah, mean, I mean, you guys. And then also I, there's pap- paparazzi shots of them leaving like a therapist's office okay, in tears. Me- many thoughts about that as well. Okay. um, I think it's so about her statement. I think when you say you need to let this story die, it's actually so annoying because she went full high school drama with deleting all the pictures and this cryptic caption, you know, like she kind of wanted to make a statement. She was trying to tip people off about this. was a story was she happening. created. She created was literally, literally she was, her story. She, yeah. she originated. She this wanted story. us to know. She, yes. Right. So then, and, and here's what I think about the therapy. I think, I think it was a stunt. Because, and, and it's not in the sense that I think they said you're, we're going to leak to the press. You guys were leaving therapy together. You know, you're, you're going to be seen leaving in separate cars, so it doesn't look like you know everything's back to normal. But you know, you're trying to work on things. That's the narrative her PR team wants to um, put out there because. How does paparazzi know, you know, like which which offices are the therapy offices like Hollywood celebrities know how to be discreet about stuff like that. And so the only way Absolutely. that, you know, that, that people would know that it was a therapist office is if that was leaked, if it was like, you know, and, and I'm, I, it's not to say that they didn't go. Well, just, it's just a, the reason why the public knows that is because they're trying to sell some other narrative. Just think about how big of a star Taylor Swift is and how little we know about her romantic life right. Joe right. Allen. Right. What, we, what this can tell us right what life lesson we can learn mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. is that as a celebrity it doesn't matter if you are the biggest st- one of the biggest stars in the world if you want the public to know virtually nothing about your romantic life, you can absolutely keep it under lockdown right There are right. almost no photos of Taylor and Joe together publicly candid right okay right. these are this is a hunted woman. But mm-hmm, she has been able mm-hmm. to keep it on lock. The yeah, fact that yeah. we know so much about Bronwyn, we know so much about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. That's because they're in the PR machine. They're right, interested. In, they want. Us they're to interested know. in the PR. They want the exposure. Yeah. They want the photos out there. And exactly, Megan Fox. She wanted this to be a big story. She wanted right. what she wanted us to be having this conversation right now. So then yes. to and people have been saying this to gaslight us and yeah. tell us that these are baseless accusations. The drummer went right. back to him and was like, the internet is so wild. No chick. You are wild. Megan right. Fox is wild. Not you the internet. Posted we are responding to what we were given with I'm the cryptic sorry. lyric. It's not even but that cryptic. You, it's about dishonesty in a relationship. If you're literally posting lemonade like lyrics, like, I'm right. sorry. Like people are going to think he cheated. Um, So right, exactly. my money is on the fact, or the my money is on the theory that they're getting back together, and that you know soon hereafter we're going to see lots of Spencer's gift adjacent, wanna be Billy Bob Thornton, Angelina Jolie type content. Oh, I think that that may happen, but it'll be short lived, and these these people will be completely broken up within six months. Is my belief because I just I think that I think that something was afoot, something went down. I believe she genuinely was very pissed off. Felt yes, betrayed. Yes. That's why she had the Instagram antics. And I don't obviously oh, it's not gonna last, but I don't even see it lasting beyond six months. Um, yeah. Who knows how long it'll last. Once again, I would just like to state Bronwyn, MGK, Megan Fox, these are tier three celebrities, you guys. And, you know, this week has been slow. So I'm just praying that we get some more drama from tier one celebrities, please, because I, I don't know how much longer I can, you know, talk about these people I really don't care about at all. We are literally fasting for this. Yes. Um, because I'm, yeah, there's another couple that I just thought of that I wanted to discuss with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Orlando Bloom has given an interview for Flaunt Magazine. He says that him and Katy Perry are in very different pools. I think what he means that about that is professionally, he's in like the, you know, film art scene and she's obviously a pop star. So they're in different pools. I um mean, her... A, the, he, He's, the, he's like in the a pool lot more of money not pool. being very successful. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, okay, like you're in, you're in like the kiddie pool of like you get a role. I, you know, it's, he's not. The, yeah. Anyways. It's a little rich coming from us. Like, uh, not even D list well, podcasters. I mean, uh, but yes, I, uh, well, we can observe. Okay. We can, we can observe, we can you observe. Know, as people in the world. And I'm sorry, Orlando Bloom is not, um, Adam driver. When it, well, one of the things that's interesting is that Orlando Bloom used to be such a huge star, right? Like, he was in yes. huge blockbusters, Pirates of yep. the Caribbean. He was so hot. And I just think it's interesting how Hollywood moves on so fast. Like, where Orlando Bloom right now, I feel like, is just, like, not it at all. Um, even, like, a Jennifer Lawrence, I feel like Hollywood has moved away from. Well, I think she, she took I think a it's break interesting- from acting. I think she took like She's, a dedicated no, break. No, she says that she did a, a vampire movie that was like super dumb and panned, and it like took a huge hit to her really? career. Really? Even if you're a huge star, to my knowledge, even if you have if you have a couple movies that flop, like it can it can completely derail your career. Yeah, and, well, and- you know, big studios won't want to hire you again. I'll, I don't think Orlando even really hit top tier stardom, though. I mean, sure. I guess he definitely he hit, did. No. Back in the what day, what I mean by that—wait, listen. Me, let me finish. Let me let me correct that. What I mean by top tier stardom is like I, I guess he's not Daniel Day Lewis. I don't think he was sought mm. after as this like correct. incredible actor who could do a myriad of right. roles. You know, who was a master at his craft. And I right. think that you know he was in blockbusters, but you know he was just also just for, as like a hot guy, you know. And I think that right. makes you. Right you're probably going to take more roles that might flop because you're probably just taking, you know, more like Marvel movies or whatever. So, um, Orlando Bloom said in the interview that his relationship with Katy Perry can be quote, really, really, really challenging. Those are three reallys, Mm -hmm. three Mm -hmm. reallys. I just think that again, I can say, yes, a relationship can be challenging, but or really challenging, but really, really, really challenging. Yeah. That is not good. This is also a couple that's headed for um an irretrievably broken status. Although they were never Whoa. legally married. They so were never just, married. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see it working um, out. I listened to Katy Perry on Smart List and I love her music. Um, you know, love early Katy Perry a ton. Her personality didn't like hit for me
1: like really? she was kind
0: of she was interesting on the show and maybe just like she didn't click with you know the with the interviewers on Smartlist but yeah i i remember being like oh like i just i don't know if i like like her mm. worth listening like, well, to well she just she wasn't just, she like very the way she was i feel like she was talking about motherhood in a way where i was like oh you're kind of like a helicopter mom like Um, I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't totally remember. I, I just think, remember thinking like, Oh, I thought I would like you more after this episode and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, anyway, um, I just thought that was definitely very telling also. And obviously this is a person who's been married for three months. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably, I'm probably talking out of turn, but I think like, When people say marriage is challenging, I feel like what they should be saying is life is challenging. Like life is hard. Like you go through things in life where you have challenges. But I don't know, like if your relationship is the challenge, that to me, it just seems like highly, highly problematic. I don't know. Like, Does that make sense? Like We touched on this earlier, but there's something about people who post on Instagram about how hard marriage is that just makes you feel like you know maybe if it's so hard or if you feel so comfortable talking about how hard it is maybe it's not right. You know, if it's mm. if that's what's consuming you is really how hard marriage is, like yeah. I don't know, maybe something's wrong. I just I know a lot of people who post on Instagram and say, I mean, I don't actually know them, but I've seen a lot of people posting mm. very intensely dramatic captions about how marriage is the hardest thing they've ever had to do really like, huh See, i, I just that yeah. much of that like honestly like i feel like a lot of like um yeah young religious couples like who got married oh, really? very young mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like, i mean people it might make be... it kind of their brand like some people i feel like make talking about like i don't know they turn into almost um oh shoot who's the girl who wrote like un- unbroken not unbroken uh tara Wellinger? Like, no 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 sorry not like she's not brene brown glennon doyle glennon doyle Oh, right, right, right. Anyways, I just think that they. Pe- I've seen like some people who turned sort of into these like Glennon Doyle type influencers where where they mm. just wax poetic about okay, how just- hard marriage is on Instagram. Yeah. And then they'll post like like a beautiful photo of them and their spouse. And then the caption is about how marriage is the hardest thing they've ever had to do. And like, there's just something <laughs> about it that doesn't sit right with me that makes me feel like, well, maybe if it's so terrible and difficult and so dark for you. I don't know maybe it's not right and you know I've never been married so I'm I'm also speaking out of turn but have you seen this at all like am I am I the only I person who's seen talking, this I know what you're talking about and it's like an oversharing like, thing too Yeah it's yeah I again I just think that if you are a healthy person, if the person you're married to is healthy, ideally, like life presents challenges, like life right, presents right, health obstacles, right. financial obstacles. Like, yeah. Yeah. Life puts things in your way. But yeah, hopefully, you know, I feel like when, when people say like, oh, marriage is so hard, what they really mean is like one of us has major, pro- is a major problem. Yeah. Totally. Um, or we just like our and- compatibility is, is, is a continuous struggle. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, So, more
0: unsolicited marriage advice from someone who's never been married and someone who's been married for three months. But, you know, this is what we bring you on this podcast. And we're so grateful, you know, for for you guys listening. Okay. Can we talk about Kate at the BAFTA Awards? Yes. I'm ready to talk about some royals (sighs) that aren't Meghan and Harry. You guys. So, Kate Middleton, we can always count on her to be rocking her beautiful, you know, waist length chestnut hair. In a classically mm-hmm. demure outfit, not talking about her sex life, a la Lala Kent, not, I, you know, with some weird white right. girl thug life rhetoric, yeah. um, but instead just the picture of poise in class. Sure, but damn, sure. did this woman fail us at the BAFTA awards? So her outfit, she wore, she re-wore what she wore. She wore it. She re-wore a dress she had already worn to the BAFTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has added a sash to it, Yeah, worn it with $27 Zara earrings and yep. black, black gloves that go up to her shoulders. Chandler, say, what are your thoughts? The, the writing was on the wall when we got the most recent Christmas card where she looked like an Ann Taylor ad from six years ago. You know, I don't mind the Ann Taylor Kate. I think we are so used to seeing her in very basic ensembles. Um this was the most that basic me, of basic ensembles, though what she was wearing. Oh, I think this was actually offensive. I think this was offensively ugly. This look. Oh, the the dress. And, I'm talking no, about the her dress Christmas with card. the gloves. Yeah, but what I'm what, what she was wearing in her Christmas card gave me zero style vibes. I, I don't think we're I do Kate style days are maybe behind her. I don't know because she, she's not served style in a while. And I didn't mean to rhyme, but you're you're welcome. That's true. But you know what? She always looks polished. She always looks put together and the sure. outfits are always, they might not be the most unique. She might not be dereet, Okay. With a full Luke. Yeah. But yeah. it's always inoffensive. It is always just like stately and conservative. And yeah. this look, there was just something so off about it. The black gloves were hideous. And then the $27 Zara earrings. This is something I want to say. Okay. I just feel like I don't care what kind of global recession, depression, complete economic annihilation. I don't care if I'm standing in line at the soup kitchen. I don't want to also be forced to see royalty in Zara earrings. It's like insult to injury. let this at is least what still keep the fantasy going. This is what she's famous for is the fast fashion, you know, under $50 Is looks. she famous for that? Yeah. Remember in the palace papers, they talk about how she would shop, I can't remember the British retailer, but she would shop at stores that, you know, everyone shopped at. And so, so like tops that she would wear that were from like, let's say, I think Topshop literally was one of the places Tina talked about, but like, you know, her Topshop looks would be sold out because she'd just wear this like very everyday, normal, you know, fast fashion and people would be obsessed with it. So I think, they, you know, once again, I, I'm sure the her, the fact that she wore 27 dollars R earrings was intentionally told to people so that you know to garner a little bit of favor. You know, here's Kate doing her relatable thing. That being said, the love tap that she gave William was definitely, I don't think, uh, you know, part of the the Royals press plan. And I, I loved it. I, you know, I love them breaking character for a moment and being like sweetly in love. See, actually, I think it, I think it's totally part of a PR scheme. Really, um, you think they yes, said slap think... his ass. There's been a lot of video of her, like, hugging people warmly, being super warm, being super happy. Mm. Um, and I but think that they are trying to negate Megan's spin, that they're, like, mm, cold, lifeless that she's people cold. privately. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so I actually think they're trying might be to right. spark but a little life in their I public would love, image. I would love to hear the private secretary, you know, to Kate before the BAFTAs being like, <laughs> you know, and if you could give William a little, you know, tap on the bum. Like, do so much for your image. I don't, yeah, it does sound a little hard to believe when you put it that way. Um, but there's just part of me that thinks that they're that this is actually a lot more calculated than we're led to believe. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, we initially yeah. think. And let's just ground ourselves in a very astute point that I I've made before. Um, which is that the royals do not have good taste. They don't have good taste in their decor. They don't have good taste in fashion, and it's it's really hard because we always get our hopes up and they never deliver. Maybe Kate's wedding dress was the only thing that ever delivered truly. Di- Kate and Diana You know what? I think I'm having Diana a conservative, I guess I think I'm having like a conservative fashion moment, but I find Kate's style in general to be very palatable. It might not be the most inspiring, yeah palatable. And, that, and we, I would you know what? it's better than offensive. It's better than like garish and okay, sure. something that's, but you know, hard on the eyes. They should be able to have designers who can, you know, make them seem stylish and somewhat, you know, elevated. And right now nothing, mm. there's nothing aspirational about any of their fashion. So that's all and um, I expect them to, to do better. Well, Chandler, Let's talk about what's going on. Let's move on from from Kate's fashion. Um, I just want to say, everyone, we have a banger of a Patreon episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the We have a really fun episode from the Palace Papers. I think it's honestly our best Palace Papers deep dive yet. We get into Tina's take on Meghan Markle. It's a really, really fun episode. So highly recommend listening to that. It's going to be out on Friday. Um, so really fun episode. And then there's also... Um, let me just say that a story begins this week that I can only tell on Patreon, and you'll hear the how it how it all ended next week on Patreon. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is this next week's episode is only going to be live for like five days because it's not really yeah. a story I can have out there for very long. Anyway, um, that's all I can say, but the Patreon is going to be great for the next two weeks. Highly recommend if you're not already a Patreoni signing up so you can listen to the next two episodes, and that's all I can say about that. Okay. Thank you for that cryptic teaser. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry, everyone, that this was kind of a slow news week, but you know what? We're here regardless, rain or shine. It's true. All right. Love you guys. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. That's all for now, folks.